Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy from our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. We want to give a, a shout out to our show sponsor, The Snail Box. A family-run restaurant on the main N2 between Ashburn and Slane. If you're driving towards Slane, it's on your left-hand side at Kilmoon Cross. One of my favourite restaurants in the whole of Ireland. Uh, beautiful views from the, the main windows and from outside. And they're currently trying to uh, break a Guinness World Record for the largest collection of baseball hats on public display. Now, if you walk into the snail box, you can't miss the amount of um, baseball caps they already have collected. Well, they are trying to break a world record with a huge collection of baseball caps. And they make it really easy for you to help them. If you have a baseball cap from anywhere in the world, just arrive into the snail box and say, there's your baseball cap. They will give you a snail box one in return, so you're not without a baseball cap. Uh, so as many as you uh, can manage, if you have a load of baseball caps at home, drop them in to Philip and the staff in the snail box, and they will give you a snail box hat or hats in return. So our thanks indeed to uh, the snail box for sponsoring this latest Opinions Matter podcast. So, what do we want to talk about? Well, uh, you don't need to tell us that there is a huge issue with property prices, and in particular, getting on uh, the property ladder. Some people are never going to be able to get on the property ladder, certainly not in uh, Dublin. Well, a listener by the name of Gareth contacted us because he is sick and tired of listening to people moaning about not being able to buy in Dublin and near to Mammy. Now, he has some views on this that uh, some of you may not like, but allow me to read the message that he sent us over the weekend to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Adrian K and Jeremy D. Facebook.com slash Adrian K and Jeremy D. Anyway, here's what he said. You should talk about this uh, on your uh, podcast sometime. I'm 31 and me and my girlfriend own our own house. How? Because we spent eight years saving every penny for a mortgage, didn't even uh, take a holiday, and we rarely went out. Stayed living in my mother's and had a decent deposit. How else uh, did we buy? We realised that we could never buy a house in Dublin, so instead of moaning about it, we bought in Kells in County Meath. We have a lovely four-bed house that we got for 280000 It would have cost five hundred to buy in Swords, where... Um, ideally, I would love to have lived. It's where I grew up. My point is, people need to stop whinging about property in Dublin and move out. We drive uh, to City West every day for work. No bother. It's not ideal, but at least we have a home. So tell your listeners to stop blaming the government because they can't afford a house. Move away from your mammies like we did, says Gareth. Um, let me know when this is on and I'll phone in. So we have already messaged Gareth to let him know that we are talking there about this. There he goes. This. He just messaged to say he's listening in work. So um, hopefully he'll be able to come on. But uh, I echo a lot of the points he's making. Um, by the way, people were commenting saying, oh, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He makes that quite clear. He got on the property ladder um, through hard work, through saving, and through realising that you need to lose the expectation of wanting to live in Dublin. Of course, in an ideal situation, we would all live in Dublin. We'd all live up in, we'd all live in the housing estate that we grew up in, yeah? We'd all live five minutes from our mammy so mammy could come around and mind the kids. That's not a realistic situation in this day and age. And you look, this isn't just an Irish thing. In most countries of the world, you go to New York. How many people that work in New York, do you think the people that are serving tables in TGI Fridays in Times Square. Do you think they live in Manhattan? No, they don't. Of course they don't live in Manhattan. They live in places like Long Island where they get the train in every day or they might live in New Jersey where houses are, are cheap. You look at London as well, yeah? Do people working in the centre of London... Does a... Say a, a shop assistant who works in Premark in the centre of London. Do you think... She lives in an apartment in Mayfair. No, she doesn't. Or Savile Row. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She lives a train ride away. The, the point I'm trying to make is, in most countries in the world, it is impossible to afford property in the city centre. And as much as you would all would like... And by the way, this is coming from someone... Well, nobody's who, talking about living in the city centre, No, well, I'm talking way. about... Yeah, I'm talking about... Okay, in, in Dublin. 
in Dublin, okay? And this is coming from someone, by the way, and I'll get this uh, straight out and be honest with you. I do live in Dublin. I'm very lucky. Well, no, I wouldn't say I'm very lucky. Um, but we bought uh, a property in Dublin. By the way, that is not worth the money that it's worth. I mean, I, I, the, the price that we would get for our property now, it's not worth that money. It's absolutely scandalous how much property is going for. But that's what it is. But we got it through saving, 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 saving. And I'll come to this... Now, what's the point you're trying to make here? Well, I... I, My my daughter has saved... Hang on for one second. My daughter has saved and saved and saved and saved, and herself and her boyfriend have a very sizable deposit. Well, how much have they got? They've about 42 grand. That's a great deposit. Fair play to them. But they can't get anywhere. Not not, not only in Dublin. They can't get anywhere, anywhere. So you, you, they are going to end up in Arklow or in Wexford or Jeez, somewhere. That, that, that's a bit <clears> insulting. No, but I'm saying going to end up in Arklow. Arklow's the lovely You're place. saying no, 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 no. You, you patronizingly said. No, no, no. You, listen to me for no, a second. No, no, no. What you said was we live in Dublin because we saved and saved and saved. No, my you, daughter you can't afford to live in Dublin, and we were just lucky that we got a place at the at the right time. So what that your daughter can't afford to live in Dublin. Why doesn't she want to move to Arklow? What's so bad about living in Arklow? Because it's away from family and friends, all ah, her friends. Well, there you go. So she wants, the, she wants the fairy tale. She wants to live in the castle beside where she no, grew she up. No, she will move That's, if she has to, but she doesn't but particularly she, want to. But she is going to have to. That is the point that I'm trying to make. It's just a reality. You can blame the government. You can blame this one. You can blame that one. You can blame Mary down the street. The, the bottom line here is that for the majority of people, and I put myself in that, um, it is virtually impossible to live in Dublin at the moment. So you, you can do one of two things, yeah? You can sit back and you can go... And by the way, I have other points in this that I'll make a bit later that are going to uh, annoy a lot, a lot of you about the, the spending of young, younger people and how you have people in their early 30s who are eating out four nights a week and drinking out two nights a week and going on four holidays a year and then they're moaning because they haven't got a mortgage. Your daughter didn't do that, and I know she didn't. Your daughter made huge sacrifices... Mm-hmm. Um, to get that 42 grand that she has in the bank. But she also needs to realise that, I assume she wants to live near Bray, near her man. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where she wants to live. Not going to happen. But it should be able to happen. No, they, they because, not, hang on, so because you, she has saved a size okay, in, an I, in an ideal world, yeah, we do this show from Port Marnock, yeah? Mm-hmm. So in an ideal world, I would love a four-bedroom, semi-detached house in Port Marnock where I could just walk out my front door and walk into the studio every day and say hello to you, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'd love that. How much is a four-bedroom in Port Marnock? Not within your reach. About 750000 So you need to be realistic about it. And I'm sorry if this is upsetting a lot of you, but this is the reality. And I think it's so, so patronising and degrading to say things. Things like Adrian says, but doesn't even realise he's saying it. Oh, God, she wouldn't want to move to Arklow. What the hell is wrong with Arklow? In fact, we're going to listen to a fellow who lives in Arklow in a few moments. I didn't say there was anything wrong with Arklow. All I'm saying is that uh, she has through really hard work, saved an awful lot of money for uh, a young couple. Yeah, yeah? They're in their that. mid-twenties. I get that, yeah. They've saved a huge amount of money. 40, still, 42 grand is massive. Yeah, and still at that, she can't afford to live uh, you, anywhere sorry, near are you, are you to tell, her. Okay, are you telling me, forget about her wanting to live beside her mother. That's ridiculous. It's such an Irish... Not her mother, just where such, all of her friends are. such an Irish thing. That doesn't happen in most cases. You don't get Easy for you to say when you're in Dublin where you uh, you live a stone's throw away from your mother. It's easy for you to say that. And then you can lecture other people, oh, you have to move. But you didn't. Jeez, we do, through a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice. I wasn't given a handout by anybody, let no, me tell you. I'm, so, so it was I'm telling you the exact same and, thing and about I, my daughter. I'm saying to your daughter is she needs to wake up and stop worrying about living beside mommy. Why does anybody want to live beside their mother anyway? I wouldn't get well, that. Why do you? For the right. likes of childcare and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And don't say you don't, know, because you great. do. Oh, that's great, Mark. Can you mind the kids? Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah. So th- they're all realistic problems that people have in life. But rather than moaning about it, not being able to do better, like, why wouldn't she have 40 grand? Yeah, And you're saying, oh, she can't get a mortgage. Now, she no, get- I didn't say she can't get a mortgage. She can get a mortgage, but not for uh, where she might want to live. Okay, why couldn't she not? Why couldn't she buy a place in Gorey? She could get a three-bedroom house in Gorey for probably two hundred and sixty grand, and that's probably what she'll end up having to do. Oh, end up, yeah, end up. But the point I'm so trying go, to make go, is, so it's easy for you from your Gorey. ivory tower to be lecturing people, move out of Dublin, move out of Dublin, Gorey is where the you live resort. a five-minute drive from your mother. And the, the reality is, we're going to have to sell up soon because we need a bigger place for all the bloody kids we're having, <laughs> and we're probably going to have to move out of Dublin. And I've accepted that. There's very few people that can afford to live in Dublin nowadays. You'd want to be earning, I'd say, 150 grand a year, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. That, that, right. That's Adrian wages. That's not Jeremy wages. That's Adrian <laughs> wages. 
Yeah, right. Uh, okay, let's uh, get this conversation moving. And I want to bring in this WhatsApp voice note from Jay. It's Jay here from Arklow. Uh, rents to the roof, mortgages to the roof. Um, I think all the dubs on move down towards Arklow, Gory, down this area. Because you can rent a house at the price and you have a big garden and bits and pieces and etc. And you have a more better life down here than you do up in Dublin, I disrespect to Dublin, but down here you have beaches, you have all sorts of stuff, which the kids love. Uh, living in Dublin, just a joke, I don't know, you know squashed up somewhere in the park, block somewhere, probably paying 2,500 euro a month. Would you be bothered? No. We've done this neck of the wood, you can get yourself a same price. But you can get yourself probably a four bedroom house with a big massive garden and probably right beside the beach. So I'll leave that one with you, lads. Uh, anyone that buys a house in Dublin or rents in Dublin, they have fucking serious problems. You yeah, understand people walking in Dublin this time, but I know a lot of people, uh, cabiners that live down around the Artlow area, and what to do is it's actually cheaper to travel up now and everywhere. I still pay the rent and put diesel in the car or in the van even though the diesel's hitting high sky they're still saving by the end of the month so work that one out lads have a good day there folks on it Jay Jay in Arco thanks very much indeed Um, where Adrian doesn't want his daughter living I didn't say that that's the last resort isn't it? It's the last resort. Darklow. Would you live in Arklow? No. I, no, Dr. Lee, you did your answer. My point to you is, it's easy for you to be lecturing people saying move out of Dublin when you happen to live in Dublin. I for see. making the same sacrifice that my daughter made. All right, let's take some calls on this. And uh, Roisin, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Roisin. Hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Roisin. Well, what do you want to say on this? I, for many, I've lived outside of Dublin the last 16 years. My husband still commutes to Dublin. We chose to live outside of Dublin for affordability. We and, had. And, and, sorry, where is outside of Dublin? We're in Carlo. In Carlo, okay, yeah, lovely yeah. town. Actually, I like Carlo. Um, yeah. And now we, when we were house searching, we had three main points. We had three main things we wanted to achieve. Our, our mortgage wasn't going to be over a thousand euros a month for the very reason: if one of us lost our job and we we're on social welfare, we could keep the property and keep paying the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Two was to have a front and back garden so that the house grew us when we had kids. And three was to make sure it was in an area that had full services, that had school places, had mother way to work, and that we could continue living the life that we did in Dublin. Now, my husband is commuting 16 years. And look, in fairness, there are days where you or she wasn't commuting, but he's still commuting. We're happy where we are. Our mortgage is very affordable. I was out of work for a good number of years and we could still afford to pay it. And we kept our home. And I'm sick of having this conversation with people who are like, oh, the house prices are crazy and it shouldn't be like that. And the government is that and you're like, now look, I understand that. But my point is, there is other counties, there is other housing. If you really want to have a, a home, you will have a home anywhere. You will make it a home. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just reading a comment from uh, Jessica on our Facebook page, and she said, my sister moved to Rath Oath, and I still think uh, she was mad uh, moving out of Dublin. Now, Rath Oath is just barely over the Dublin border in County Meath. Uh, It's not, uh, it's certainly not as far as Carlo. Uh, It's literally a stone's throw from Dublin. Yeah. Oh, look, look, I get it. And I understand. I understand that people want to live in the capital. It's great because they have their jobs and they, they're not having to commute. But I lived in Lucan and I was working in Clondalkin. My commute used to take me 50 minutes from Lucan to Clondalkin. Mm. I can get to Dublin from Carlow in 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you certainly can now with the roads. They're so yeah. much better than they ever yeah. were and all of that. And yeah. I understand people's frustration. They want to live near their family. They want to live near their friends. But make it affordable. Make it affordable so that you can continue to have that life with your friends. Let me ask you, uh, Roisin, was it the best thing you ever did to move to Carlo? Oh, 100%. If you gave me a house next to where my husband works, I wouldn't thank you for it. Because I know and, going uh, to bed uh, at night, I can rest. I know if I let my kids out on the road, I can rest. And the kids, and uh, the kids like it there. Well, they know no different, do they? They don't. But my father lives down the country and he's in the sticks of the country. And they are so happy because they have a taste of both lives. They have a taste of the country life and they have a taste of what I call town life, city life. They are loving it here. They're in all the different extracurricular. They're in the local GAA clubs. They're in all the, like the stage schools and everything like that. And I, look, I get commuting to Dublin is a pain in the arse. We went on holidays there recently and it was a pain in the arse getting out of the bed two or three hours early because you had to drive to Dublin. But I wasn't going to pay 400 euro for a hotel room for one night. 
No, you're dead right. Um, okay, so people who have this uh, attitude, I want to be able to live, uh, like uh, Jessica, who I'm about to talk to, I thought my sister was crazy moving all the way to Rath Oath. Um, yeah. what, what do you make of that attitude? Like, look, that's not really fair on her sister. If she really loved her sister, or um, she would make that commute. She would sacrifice those few minutes in the car. Like, look, Rath Oath is a stone's throw, as you said. Our family have always been very supportive to us. We always had visitors every weekend and we embraced that. We loved it. And our home literally became a holiday home for some of our relatives. And we loved that because our life continued, our social life continued. There was no big change. And it was all about the affordability and having that garden, that front and back garden and having that house that could grow with us. Like we were, we could have got a one bed and a two bed apartment in Dublin when we were house hunting. But what good was that to us when the babies start coming along? Like Jeremy now, Jeremy has to get up now and move. And yeah. we just, I just was not going to have that because I was like, no, the house is going to be one big purchase. The house has to grow with us. And do you agree that there's, there's a lot of people have this, this obsession with wanting to live? I have here. to say, by the way, you were one of those people. Yeah, you yeah, were. I probably was, yeah. But no, no probably like, look, I'm, I, My husband was the exact same. He had said to me when we were house hunting, I'm not moving past Tala. And I was thinking, now, come on, lad, where are you going to go with what we were given mortgage-wise yeah. in Dublin? And I brought him down here under false pretenses. We went <laughs> and seen the houses, and he automatically fell in love. Right, very Just good. Just fell in love. And so, like, okay, he stay, loved stay, the, stay there for a second, because I want to bring in uh, Jessica. Jessica, what do you mean by, my sister moved to Rathose, and I still think she was crazy for moving out of Dublin? To live right across the road from where, like, me, my mum, and myself, we were literally right across the road. Right. We were in a, we were in a nice little estate in Finglas. She was there for about ten years before we moved in. And hang on, she and moved. Uh, sorry, so she moved from Rato, from Finglas to Rathout. Yeah. That's only about six or seven miles. Yeah, but she still didn't have to move out of Dublin just because the idiots in the doll and the council all sort of crap out. Like and it's all right for everyone else saying move out of Dublin. What if you can't commute from where you're living in the countryside to Dublin? Okay, but if, where, where it comes to your sister, uh, she can, she can drive, she can, uh, she can get the 103 or the 105 buses from uh, Rathout. It's actually well-serviced. I mean, uh, you, you're, you know, like, you're, ma- her, like, on, you're making it sound like she had to move to uh, Monaghan. You know, like, I'm happy to I'm tougher, but still, like, it shouldn't have worked out that way. So she shouldn't have had to have moved out of Dublin. Okay, so she should have been able to... Uh, wh- so why did she? Was it affordability that uh, she moved to Rathout? I think was mo- she kept saying she wanted to, but I think it was mostly affordability as well. Okay, and... Because uh, I, I honestly don't believe anyone wants to move out of Dublin. I don't believe that for a second. Oh, God, that's a bit insulting to all the people who do live uh, outside Dublin. We were talking with Roisin. Uh, Roisin, you're very happy living outside of Dublin, are you? Oh, look, honest to God, if you gave me the keys to a house for nothing beside where my husband work, I, works, I wouldn't thank you for it. For the very reason is, I have peace of mind. I have security. I have a lovely community that I'm involved in. And I have enough of that of, like, where I live in my housing state... I'd say easily 60 to 70% of them are Dublin people. Mm. Like we have people from Knockline, we have people from Clondalkin, we have people from Born and Brina, we have people from um, Temple Logue, we have people from all that area. So I'm practically living with a hell, of, a hell of a lot of people that did what I did, bought their houses, moved down. And like, look, I will say to you, honestly. But did they want to or did they have to? No, they wanted they it want because it was a stepping stone. Like my, what happened was, the reason I wanted to come down to Carlo was at the time, I was like, I can get down to step the property ladder here. But I had a vision that I was going to move in three to five years time to Newbridge. And that was as further as, as close I was going to Dublin. I wanted to go to Newbridge and Newbridge was the aim. But I'm so settled here. I'm so happy. Like even in the schools that I go to, there's an awful lot of Dublin people come to like their kids come to the school. I speak to a girl from Ballyfermot most days. I speak to another girl who was from um, Clendalkin Village. And it's a community, and I even have people who are originally from Carlow that are my friends. I have a lot of community and, and, and Let me here, ask you, Roisin, is there anything would drag you back to Dublin? No. No. You, no. So you, you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have a huge desire to live in the big smoke again? No, no. I am happy so, uh, where I am because so Jessica, the life, the, Jessica, the life I'm pace... Wo- yeah, no, I'm just wondering, Jessica, um, I have to say, Rathout is a 15-minute drive from where I live, Yeah. 
And it is one of my favourite uh, towns in, uh, in North. It's a beautiful village. Lovely restaurants. How? And uh, give me a choice between Finglas or Rat Oath, and I take uh, Rat Oath any day of the week. So I don't understand how you can say it's the government's fault that your poor sister had to move to Rat Oath. Well, no, like, fair enough. Like, if she's saying if someone gave you a case to a Dublin house, she's like, no, but I, if someone was to give me a case to somewhere in the back of the cabin or something, I'd say, shove up your arse, I'm not going. I'd much rather want to live in either the suburbs of Dublin or in the city centre, because that's where, like, that's where I'm from. I'm not going to move out of the, the county, like. So if somebody gave you a beautiful four-bed house in, uh, let's say, County Cavan, you're going to say no? I'd say sugar. Yeah, I'd say sugar. I'm not going. Because, so explain to me then why it's so important for you to stay living in Dublin. Because, well, one, it's just, like, pride of place. Like, it's where I'm from, where I'm brought up. But then as well, like, it's, as well, why should, like, why should I have to, like, if I was to live in the in the country, I'd literally just be living there and saying, why should I have had to move out here? Like, yeah, I have a roof over my head, but it's not where I'm from. You don't know anything. You don't know anyone. Okay, but uh, originally when uh, Roisin moved down to Carlo, she wouldn't have known anyone. And now they have a whole little community of, of, of expat dubs who are living in Carlo. There's loads of them. Yeah, and I'm delighted for her, but that's just not realistic for everyone else. Like. Yeah, you see, I, uh, okay, so you and believe... It's just, it's uh, just so, not what everyone would have Okay, so let me, let me just clarify. You believe that people should have a right to live where they want to live. Uh, in other words, their locality. You want to be able to stay where you live for the rest of your days um, in Finglas or wherever it is that people are living, yeah? And you believe that that's... You now, there you are, Jeremy. That's that's not realistic, though, Jess. Um, because property prices are... By the way, and whose fault is that? Well, it, well it's, it's, it's demand. It's supply over demand. People, A lot of people want to live in, uh, in the... They're building new blocks every week. Are you joking? Yeah, but there's also a huge population that need to be housed, you know. Um, I just think... You know, you're talking about. I thought you were when you said when you mentioned that your sister had to move somewhere. I thought you were going to say it was County Cork. No, I know. It was like it was it Cork. Literally, f- driving from Finglas to Rathout takes about fifteen minutes. Yeah, like Jess, it's not realistic to think that you're going to live in the same area that you grew up in, and if you're holding out for a property there, um, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah, well, it's not realistic as well that they're shooting the house prices up. I know it's the cost of living and all that, but when we're literally one of the highest in Europe, like, you're actually taking the tip. All right, well, stay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Uh, I want to bring in this WhatsApp voice note from Stacy. Hey, lads, just a quick message um, about the subject here. I have to fly out to catch the, uh, collect the kids from school. Anybody that wants to live in Dublin have that right, especially if they come from Dublin. Um, I make that point clear and watch college just be, like it's not all down to because they want to live beside mommy either do you know what i mean they have that right if they come from dublin they have that right to live there do you know what i mean at the end of it all um the prices for houses to buy one is ridiculous it's sky it's sky high do you know what I mean? Like, I remember, I, I, even to this day, like, my nanny would sit there and she would tell you that she bought a house for two and a half grand. You know, now, like, back on her day. You know what I mean? Like, what's, how the hell did it shoot up from two and a half grand to nearly 500,000 for a house? Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's just great with the government. That's all it is. It's nothing to do with, it's nothing to do with, like, property going up and down or whatever. It's just to do, to do with the whoever is in charge of their own property and anyways it's just being greedy that's all it is right Stacey can I just tell you the government does not control the open market price of uh, property in Ireland they don't set the price no what happens uh, Stacey when you see a house that is for sale on your road and you see 30 people queuing up to view the house that day they are the people who are driving up the price because the first couple will put in an offer 400 grand I want for, I'll pay 400 grand for that house the next couple want that house even more I'll pay four twenty, and then the next couple say four thirty. Leo Varadkar isn't standing outside those houses saying, "No, I'm charging you that." Yeah, <laughs> you know it's nothing ridiculous. Okay, um, more in a moment. Opinions matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, Jay, you're annoyed at what you're uh, listening to. Uh, we had Jessica a moment ago basically saying that people have a right, and in fact that voice note that I played a moment ago, people have a right to live where they want to live. What do you say to all of that? She's dead right. People do have a right to live where they want to live, but can they afford to live where they want to live? Do these people understand economics? 
honestly, we live in a capitalist society. We dictate the price of stuff by supply and demand. You know, these people saying that it's the government's fault. Why? The government don't build houses. Well, uh, well, uh, well, no, houses. well no, the state we does build. Hang on, hang on, Jay. The state no, does they build, build houses. So, yeah, they're called social houses. Yeah. Yeah, no, the people don't buy them. I'm talking about people who want to buy and want the right to live where they want to live. Okay, go ahead, buy it. We live in a free society. You're able to buy that house. Can you afford to buy that house? That's the question. And Okay, so Jessica, let me just come back to you. He's saying this is not the fault of the government uh, that people can't afford to live in the capital city. Well, like I know what Jeremy is saying, like how the prices go up, but someone has to be like in charge of this. Meaning, no, we live in a free market. No, we live in a free market. We don't live in a communist society. We set the prices. A builder bills them, says there's the price of it. The banks align everybody up and say, I'll give you that amount, but you earn more, so I'll give you that amount to bid on the exact same houses. The banks done this back in the early 90s when they convinced everybody that two people needed to go to work to get a mortgage. Before that, a family consisted of the father or the mother, you know, going out to work and one, one income into the house was able to buy a house. My father done it in the eighties, bought a beautiful house. And like what Jeremy said, the price it's worth now is absolutely mind-boggling from what he paid for it. But that other girl saying her granny paid two thousand pounds for a house, yeah, two thousand pounds back when her granny was paying that was like a two hundred, three hundred thousand pound mortgage nowadays with inflation. Absolutely. So okay. Okay. Changed. So, so what Jessica said was uh, she thought it was disgraceful that her poor sister had to move all the way from Finglas uh, out into the countryside in Rathout. I know. I know. I know. I know. I won't go to Rathout. I, I mean, I moved out of Dublin not ten years ago now, down to Westmeath, an hour from Dublin, and the life we have is much better than the life we would have had up here. Honestly, okay, now uh, what Jessica's saying is if you got her your next-door neighbour's house and gave it to her for free, she wouldn't move uh, to Westmead. Okay, as how's Jessica housing herself if she doesn't mind me asking, does she live with her mum and dad or is she on the, does she own her own house yet? Well, unfortunately, I'm living at home. It's not ideal, but obviously with well, the way things are, afford, like, I don't have any other options. Can you afford to live in Dublin? Can you afford to live in Dublin? Well, the way things are, no. Yeah, well, that's not what he's living in everything is sky hot. Sky yeah, high. and that's everywhere in the world. You will not be able to live in the capital city of any major country, okay? Because that's just the way it's gone. You know, that, that's where industry goes. Only people with big checkbooks. So, are you going to stay living in your mammy's for the rest of your life? Obviously not. Well, then you're going to have to move out of Dublin unless you either get a very, very, very well-paying job, or you over one hundred and fifty thousand a year, or you win the lotto. No matter what job I have, I shouldn't have to move out of Dublin. You don't have to. You don't have to move out of Dublin. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to move out of Dublin, but can you afford to live in Dublin? And that's nobody's fault. That's just called economics. We live in a free society. Are you getting that, Jessica? Not really, no. No, I don't think she is. I'd love to live in Dublin, but guess what? I can't afford to buy a house in Dublin because they're out of my price range. So therefore, we have moved out of Dublin to afford a house in our price range where we actually can live a life where we're not living on breadcrumbs in order to pay a mortgage. And just remember, that can be taken off you at any time if you lose your job. And So, okay, so, so Jay, let, let me go back to... Uh, the guy who sent us in the message in uh, in the first place, and he's basically saying that they have a lovely house in Kells uh, that they got for two hundred and eighty grand. Uh, they wouldn't yep. be able to afford anything like that where he's from and swords, blah 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 yep. blah blah. And he's basically yep. saying people need to get over themselves and accept that yep. if you want your own place, you're going to have to live outside of Dublin. You have to go to where you can afford to go. And not everybody has to work in Dublin either. The way society's gone now, most, do you know something? You're actually going to see a big reduction, I'd say, in Dublin pretty soon. Most of the people are getting out of there because mm. they can work from home now. Absolutely. Nobody wants to live, nobody wants to live in that rat infested, drug infested city anymore. The amount of people I live, do you know it's hard for me to find a local where I live because we're all from Dublin where I live. You should have seen it there for the match on Saturday. There was, you know, that way, you, you, if you had walked out your door not knowing where you are, you'd think you were in Dublin. And we just heard oh, the exact same thing from yeah. uh, Roisin and Carlo saying the exact same thing. They have a whole uh, community Good. of people. Couldn't tell you what a Westmead accent sounds like because nobody down where I live has one because they're all <laughs> bloody dubs. We've all taken over. The dubs have taken over, and it's the That's same. It. It's the same in lots of places around the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are the locals there are giving out that they, their kids can't afford Westmead. You know that way because the prices there are starting to mm. jump up. They have to go to the next county over. 
You know, that's just life. We can't, I mean, and not only that, as you grow up, who really has all the same friends they had when they were children? And one of the other, because, one of the other issues um, I have, Jay, um, and again, it's a controversial issue, but, you know, there's no argument. Is I see people um, on social media who are in their late 20s and early 30s, and yes, your 20s and your 30s are for living your best life, yeah? It's getting, getting it all out no, of your system. No, because we, 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 yeah. we had to save our houses yeah. back then. No, that's, My father didn't have a great life back then. He was saving for yeah. his house. But that's the point I was going to make. That's what we in our 20s. You do that in your 20s because yeah. you can walk harder. You can walk longer with less sleep. But my, and my, then... Yeah, my seven, eight, of a friend Jay and he's what is he 33 he's 33 years of age this is not an exaggeration he eats out what three or four times three or four Instagrams times a week. every night yeah three or four times a week he eats out he, he, he wouldn't lower himself to cook food at home he eats out at the weekend he goes out drinking two nights a week now I don't know how yeah. anybody can afford that he goes on three holidays a year and it's none of your he doesn't go to Tormelinos that would be beneath him this fella mm. would go like, this fella would be going camel trekking in Machu Picchu yeah. and yeah. to Vietnam he goes on these mad big fancy holidays to Vietnam yeah. and to Australia and then he moans that he can't afford a mortgage and he hasn't got a deposit yeah. Yeah, always, always has the newest phone as well have you noticed that and uh, just check Instagram for these fellas and these, these ladies you can't, you you can't no. have it all you can't have it all no but see it's easier to blame the government look at the two people that came on there they hadn't a clue how economics works but let's blame the government because that's what they heard it's the and, government's and, fault and, and that is fault. and that's what I uh, I'm reading some of the comments a lot of comments saying the exact same thing this is the government's fault there isn't enough supply of housing in Ireland and that's why people can't afford to live in Dublin but this isn't a new thing um, no, it's always been like that it's always been, I mean, it's, always I, been it's always been okay back, back in the back in the 80s you could get a four bedroom house in Dublin um, for 32,000 yeah, 32, yeah, yeah, 32,000 pounds Exactly. That's but how it, much my father paid in 86. But it was relative to the wages that people were earning. But this idea of moving out of Dublin is nothing new. I have an uncle uh, who lived in Talla when we were younger, yeah? Yep. Hated mm-hmm. Talla and moved to Nace. And they've lived in yeah. Nace ever since. Now, Nace yeah. at the time was the back of beyonds. Yeah. And now it's, it's only... Uh, yeah, it's just down That's the road right, now. Sorry, lads. Can I just address Vanessa's uh, point? Because she does make a point. She's not everyone is like Jeremy's mate. Uh, it's nasty to tar people with the same brush. I didn't say everybody of that age but I said Vanessa a lot of people in their late 20s and 30s are living the high life at the moment with three holidays a year are they entitled to three holidays a year absolutely are they entitled to the newest iPhone that comes out that's 800 quid do they need it no should they be able to buy it yes are they entitled to eat out three or four times a week um, on Camden Street if they want to yes are they entitled to go drinking two nights a week if they want to and get taxis home yes but they can't turn around in the same voice and then say well I haven't got a washer to go towards a house you can't have everything getting on the property ladder unfortunately is very bloody difficult all right, Jay, stay there for one second if you can, please. 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. We'd love to hear from you on this. Huge reaction as well. Uh, we're talking about um, the guy who contacted us, uh, Gareth. And in his message, he's 31, owns his own house uh, with his girlfriend. They spent eight years saving every penny they had, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they live in Kells in County Meath, where their house cost them 280 grand. A similar house in Dublin would have cost them 580 grand where he's from in uh, Swords and he's basically saying people need to stop whinging about property in Dublin and just move out we drive uh, to City West every day for work no bother it's not ideal but at least we at least we have a home and that was his point and I've been I've heard from Jay who's living in Westmeath I heard from Roisin who's living in Carlo and Grace you're on Opinions Matter hi Grace Hiya, how's it going? Uh, good, thanks, Grace. Well, what did you want to say on this? Yeah, no, basically, um, we bought our home 18 years ago down in County Meath um, in a little town called Denor. And like that, when we first moved here, we knew nobody. You know, all our friends and family were back in Dublin. And we did find it difficult at the start um, that we were so far away from everyone. And more so when we started having children, that there was no support around us. So we made a choice to move back to Dublin and rent. And we rented out our own house and moved back to Dublin and rent. But then, like that, we were living kind of near the Coolock area and the boys, the children were getting bigger and we were seeing that this was not what we want for our kids to be living in that sort of environment, you know, just stuff that was going on and the kind of crowds that they'd be getting involved with. So we made the decision. Now, lockdown did help because then we were kind of self-isolated again in lockdown. But we just said, you know, what are we doing staying here? We have a fabulous home. 
like that countryside. Okay, so you know. so you made the move, and then you made the move back, yeah. and uh, back to Dublin, and now uh, you've made the move back to where you were in Donora again. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back here a year now. And now Donora, by the way, it, it isn't in the back of Beyond's either. It's it's just outside Drogheda, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like half an hour from Dublin. Like, yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, so it's not, away, Yeah, but. it's not miles away. And your point being that everything that you missed about uh, where you're from in Dublin, you eventually realised, well, actually, we don't want that life. Yeah, like, you know, it was, as I said, I think it was more in lockdown that was kind of like, you know, this was not the be all and end all of actually being in the centre of Dublin and close to everybody, you know, because with lockdown, now as well, I suppose it helps that now everything's more up to date. Your Wi-Fi is more up to date. Your phone, you yeah. know, that you can contact people differently than it would have been eighteen years ago. Um, but yeah, like, and I couldn't, but can't believe how happy the children are. You know, they've really settled. And, uh, and sorry, did they and, did they enjoy moving back? They did, yeah. No, so we talked about it with them, you know, a good bit before it actually happened. Mm. Explained to them what we were planning, so that you know. Um, and yeah, so when I'm like, they couldn't be happier. They straight away mixed in with new friends, and you know they're they're happy out. Like, and okay, so all of we're those, happy as well. All those things know? that made you move back to Dublin from uh, Donore and County Meath are they all gone now? Have you got it out of your system? If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like you know, as I said, I think before when lockdown happened, we we would have never dared move back. We were kind of feeling, you know, like no, like eventually when 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 things settle, we'll sell Denora and we'll probably buy and dump them. But then when lockdown happened, we were like, why are we, you know, staying here? No, realistically, it's not just seeing what was kind of going on in, in this day and age with you know with things with teenagers and stuff. We were just like, do we really want our own children to be? you know, kind of in this sort of area. So that's what, then we were just like, you know, we'll, we'll make the move. Now we made the move with a plan to, to try it out for a year. See, would we all settle back here before, you know, we kind of make the decision whether to stay. But as well as that, the house that we have in Zora has like that potential to expand and, you know, make the house a bit bigger if we wanted where you wouldn't get that in Dublin if you bought a house. You wouldn't get, you know, a house. Okay, so to, so to somebody listening to us now who is a dub who's living outside of Dublin and they're thinking, oh, I'd love to go back to Dublin, you're saying it's not really all it's cracked up to be. No, that's, as I said, 18 years ago I felt differently because, you know, we felt very isolated. But now it's like, you know, everything is so close and, you know, everything just got way better in the last kind of 10 years. To compare to what it would have been, as in everything's so accessible now. You know, where back then it wouldn't have been. You would have felt a bit more away from everybody. And like now, you have FaceTime. You have all these different apps that you can, like, you know, see people and speak to them for for hours. Where back then it was like a phone bill or as pay as you go mobile. Like so, you didn't spend you know a lot of time on the phone talking to people and catching up as you would now. All right. So, yeah, no, was, so you're so you're glad you you're glad you went back. To oh yeah, no, definitely, yeah, definitely. Is that you? Is now. that is that you done now? Are you you you're going to stay there? Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, we're staying here for good now. Yeah, making our life here now. So, all right, but stay there for one second. I want to go to uh, Jude. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Jude? Not too bad at all, Adrian. Not too bad. Jude, we're talking about people's right to live in uh, Dublin. At least that's how some people see it. That we have a right to live uh, near our families and everything else. What did you want to say on this? Um, first of all, I agree with what Jerry was saying, but. But the right to everyone has the right to live in Dublin. There's even people outside of Dublin who have the right to live in Dublin. Everyone. No one is saying you don't have a right. What you do not have a right to is to dictate what price the property is in Dublin. That's up to the vendor and the marketplace. Okay, we heard earlier on from uh, from Jessica who believes that it's disgraceful that her uh, sister had to move from Finglas all the way to Rathoth in County Meath, that she should have been able to stay local with family and friends. Jesus, that was almost like emigration there. <laughs> well, it's not. It's only up the bloody road. But uh, but our point was that people should be able to uh, live near family, live near friends, live near where they come from. Yeah, the world should be a perfect place. And as Jeremy quite, quite, um, quite um, rightly pointed out ages ago, there's many cities across the world, even in Europe, and I've worked in most of them, and say, that's how I can afford to live in Dublin. People don't live in the city centre. Like in Berlin, many Berliners who work in, say, between, say, East Berlin, say, even um, anywhere outside um, either side, those two gates, even for the water, they live outside Berlin. 
You know, same over even in Taiwan. People who live in, or not Taiwan, even over in Macau. All those people who work in those cities, they have to travel by boat, by train. Same with New York, even in Vienna. You know, you don't have to live where you work. And most people can't afford to live where in a, in a city centre. Because the prices are huge because the space isn't there to build the amount of, people, amount of houses for people to live there, Manny. Okay, so uh, Jessica, are you still there? Yeah. Um, Jessica, he's basically saying, y- yes, you have the right to live where you, uh, where you want to live, but can you afford to live where you want to live? Well, no, because when I say I'm on minimum wage, Adrian, I am on minimum wage. So this whole thing of like, oh, the prices are to match wages and all, that is not, like, the case at all. Okay, so you're in a minimum wage uh, job. Uh, you're, so, realistically, what are you saying? That you're never going to be able to get on the property ladder? Unless things change super fast, no. And that, like, <laughs> kills me, like. But, Jess, do you understand that if, if everybody on the minimum wage could afford a house in Dublin, that, that's not realistically sustainable, you know what I mean? If everything... It would have to be a huge minimum wage, and yeah. employers couldn't afford that minimum wage if that was a legal right. Like if you're if you're yeah, if you're waiting for the day, Jess, that you'll be able to buy a three bedroomed house in Finglas for a hundred grand, it's net. It's never going to happen. Yeah, but at the same time, people are on like six figures and all that. They can't be complaining about pricing as well. But people are on five, six figure wages. They can't. Or salary, they can't complain either. Okay, so but not uh, so many uh, people have been on complaining who are on. All right, but, uh, um, here's the the reality of it, uh, Jude. There was a time where um, working class families uh, on not particularly brilliant wages would be able to afford to live in Dublin, be it in a council house or uh, being able to afford to buy something cheap. That isn't the so. For example, when my parents were younger, we lived in Ballybrack in South County Dublin, and now that would have been the sticks back then. But uh, they were able to afford that. Houses in Ballybrack now are out of the reach of somebody on on a low wage. You just can't afford That's them the anymore. The marketplace has changed, but the right to live in Dublin has never changed. Just the marketplace, and it's always the marketplace will the, will decide what. The value of yeah, but no, no, what I'm trying to make uh, point out is that there was a time that on a very modest wage you could afford to buy a house in Dublin, like my parents did back in the day. Same as mine, yeah. Um, but you can't do that anymore. And what I'm hearing from Jessica is is that's unfair. You should be able to live where you're from. No one is saying you can't live where you're from, but the thing is you don't have a right to dictate what price it is to live where you're from. As I said, that's up to the vendor or the supply or the marketplace. Okay, no, so, so, the so nobody change that. Okay, so nobody has a right to demand to be able to uh, live where they're from. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. It's as simple as that. And if you can't afford it, then you need to look at moving out of Dublin. Exactly. It's just like there was no sense. There was no jobs in Dublin. Or say there was even less unemployment, less employment there is now. Wouldn't wouldn't you have to go even outside the country, emigrate to get a job if there's no job? If the houses aren't there, the jobs aren't there, or the money isn't there, leave that place and go to another place where it is. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please, uh, Jude. Oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six is our uh, WhatsApp number. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note like Lauren just did. Jeremy, I am from um, Wicklow, just out past uh, Greystones um, originally, and um, all my family are there, bar one person. All my family are there. The, I have uh, other family who bought uh, massive houses, massive land, bits of land down in Gorey, and my best friend just bought a beautiful um, five-bed house with a massive bit of land as well uh, for 300000 in Gorey, and she absolutely loves it, but I, I live in, I'm the only one in my family that live, lives in Dublin, and I would not move down to Wicklow. I would not move back um, um, down there, even though I have all my family and all there, and it is beautiful and that, but I'm happy in Dublin. And I just, I think it's absolutely terrible that people work uh, 40, 50, 60 hours a week and can't afford um, to uh, live in, in where they want to live. Like, I think it's absolutely uh, disgraceful. And I think that saying to people that, uh, oh, tough luck, uh, that's just the way it is, get over it, uh, move away, I think is very condescending. And I think that people um, have a right to be upset about it, you know, when they work so hard. Um, and they just cannot no matter what they do they can't afford uh, to live 
where they want to live or buy a house where they want to want to buy one. I just think it's absolutely uh, awful, like you know. And it's not about having places that are, are going to Arklow or whatever else. It's like I'm from down near that neck of the woods, but I don't want to live there, like you know. And I just think that um, when I moved back to Wicklow for a few years, and I was so unhappy there, and I just think that to live somewhere where you're unhappy and you're working your arse off is absolutely awful, like. It's opinions matter with Adrian and Jeremy, where your opinion counts. Now, we've been talking about uh, people's right to live uh, in Dublin and not have to move really far away. Like a lot of our callers have been uh, telling us today, they live in uh, places like Carlow and Westmeath. Uh, we've other listeners uh, listening to us now in uh, Wexford. Dara, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Dara. Hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Dara. Well, what did you want to say on this? No, I was just going to say, yeah, I wouldn't want to be someone that had to move somewhere random not that other places are that random but you know um, when I came back to Ireland I had to live in in a town in Kildare and it was dreadful Um, so yeah I was you know it was a completely different life than what you know I had before when I was living in Ireland so for me I wouldn't settle either you know, I'd, I would just wait and live where I want to live because I just, after having that experience, it just was not at all the life I wanted. Now, I haven't said that, I'm sure there are people like that lady in Carlow who was delighted um, outside and, of their and, home. And, and we had another woman who moved back to uh, Donor and County Meath from Coolock. They moved to uh, Donor, they didn't like it, they moved back to Coolock and then realised, oh, here, no, we should have stayed where we were. Yeah, see, I suppose it just depends where you go. Like where I ended up in Kildare was probably one of the worst towns you could be in, you know, because I had to just move there for affordability at the time to get back to Ireland, you know, moving from abroad back home by yourself. You know, you needed a lot of money to get back. But yeah, now I'm back kind of where I grew up and yeah, I couldn't be happier. But again, yeah, it's different because I'm from Galway. But even in Dublin, I wouldn't want to live in the capital either just because you wouldn't have a great life, you know. In terms of quality of life, I don't think, you know, it would suit me. And again, this goes back to what I was saying to um, Jessica earlier on, that uh, given a choice of living in Finglas or where her sister moved to in Rathoth and County Meath, uh, Rathoth would win hands down every t- every day, for me, that is. Yeah, um, I just don't see the appeal of Dublin in general. Even if I was earning 200k a year, I, I wouldn't see the appeal because I just, yeah, I just I just don't think it has a huge sense of community like I suppose other more rural areas in Ireland. And again, I live uh, in, no, I still live in County Dublin, but we live in the middle of nowhere. We live in rural uh, Fingal in North County Dublin. Um, and at the start, I struggled with it. I um, found it really difficult, but um, now I love it. I absolutely love where we live now, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think it's just you, you get to know your neighbours more, and you, you feel kind of part of something when you live more in a community as opposed to in the centre or like in the capital, I suppose, in certain areas. Um, also, I think there's such a huge divide in Dublin between rich and poor, which you don't really have, like, for example, in Galway. That was one of the main reasons I wanted to be back here is that there's not that divide of, like, north side, south side, you know, rich and poor. It's very level, which I think you get probably more on the outskirts as well. Um, that's one thing, even if I, was, again, was a millionaire, I wouldn't buy a house in Dublin because I wouldn't want my daughter going to D4 schools, but I also wouldn't want her, like, in North Dublin. So, yeah, I just don't see the appeal of wanting to live in Dublin. And then at the prices, it's just mad in my eyes. Okay, so uh, people need to basically uh, broaden their horizons a little bit. Um, and uh, in reality, life outside of Dublin can and quite often is better. Yeah, I would say always is better. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Jeremy, have you ever lived outside of Dublin? No, I haven't. Well, what's the point you're getting at? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, could you, because what, um, oh, I'm, what I'm hearing here from Dara is yeah. life outside of Dublin is actually better. Oh, it is. I was doing a gig down in um, a place called Kells um, in County Meath there a couple of weeks ago. Beautiful little town, lovely town. Um, none of the, I'm going to somewhere like Kells or whatever, you don't get any of the scumbaggery, if that's a word that you get in Dublin. You don't get antisocial behaviour. No, not to, um, well, certainly you, not to the extent you get no, in Dublin. No, you don't. Uh, there's a lot to be said. And what town do you live in, if you don't mind me asking there? Um, so I live in a village called Michaelin, just outside of Galway, like 10 minutes outside. What's, what's the name of the village? Outside of Galway. Yeah, yeah Galway, Michaelin. Michaelin, yeah. oh yeah, I've, I've heard of Michaelin, all right. Um, and happy as Larry there. You, can't, you couldn't see a day that you'd ever move back. 
Oh, like never. And delighted because like, you know, even Connemara is like an hour drive for me. So like all the nicest beaches and hikes. And That's a, it's a beautiful like part of the country. And in fact, if, yeah. if, if one thing uh, lockdown did for me was I discovered parts of Ireland I never uh, really knew that well. And um, we have a beautiful country and out, out where you're living is fantastic. Galway's my favourite city in Ireland. I love it. Absolutely love yeah, it. I always like, have done. Uh, yeah, I think I'm biased because I'm from here, but actually having left it and come back to it, I appreciate it so much more. Like, I couldn't be happier here. And the people are just, everyone's just genuinely really nice, you know? So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't leave, like, no matter what. And like that, my jobs are based in Dublin, but I've told them, like, I'm working remote and that's it. <laughs> you know, End I'm not off. willing to. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so again, if anything good has come out of COVID, is that that's be, uh, that has become a thing now, that people can work remotely. Exactly, exactly, yeah. All right, I want to squeeze, stay there for a second. I want to squeeze in one final call on this, and that's uh, that's you, Vanessa. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Vanessa? How are you, lads? Good, How thanks. Yeah, uh, grand, thanks. You, you, not so much, though. No, no, really not. Okay, so tell um, tell me your situation. My situation is that I've been in a rental property for the last year and a half. And I was given another year on the property and two weeks later they came back to me and said that I have uh, I have to leave, basically. Um, I work full time. Uh, I've always worked. I've lived outside of Dublin, so <laughs> let, let's get that one out. And mm-hmm. I, I lived for seven and a half years as a carer uh, outside of Dublin. So I understand where people are coming from saying that the atmosphere living outside of Dublin is great. I don't drive. I'm eight months pregnant. And I have five weeks to leave my apartment. Ooh, hang on. So, so uh, when are you due the baby? I'm due on the 31st of July. I have to be out of here by the 5th of August. Oh, my God almighty. So five days after you're due your baby, you have to be out of where you're living. Yeah. Even though now, they'd originally said you could stay for an, sign another one-year lease. Yes. And they yes. changed their mind on that. Uh, they said they needed for family. No, I have no way of verifying that. I have no way of saying that it's not true. I, I, but all I know is legally, I have to be out here by the fifth of August. Uh, no, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But since March, I have tried to get anywhere, and I mean anywhere, in and around Dublin, because I work in Dublin, and I'm still I'm not on maternity leave now until next week. So and 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 the important thing is, you don't drive. I don't drive. Okay, um, so the I notion of to if, even if I did, yeah, okay, so the notion of you know commuting a long distance to Dublin to work is just not a practical option for you. It's not even practical. It's not possible, and I, I get why people are saying, "Oh, well, you, um, I'm sick of people blaming the government," but it's the government's job to ensure that the basic living standards of the the people of this nation are looked after. That's their job. And they're not doing their job. Partly is because half of them are, are landlords. The other half is buddy buddies with large developers. Now, they, they chose, they made a political decision in the last four or five years to bring in vulture funds to buy up most of the property. And those funds, those uh, hedge funds are sitting on those properties. They're not selling them. They're not renting them. They're waiting for another boom before they actually put them on the market. Now, it's the government's job to ensure that the housing stock is used for the people of this country to live, to work, to be able to, to survive. They're not doing their job. That's why the government gets so much flack. I can understand personal responsibility, but I've worked my entire life. I've never had an illusion that I'd ever own my own home. But now because of their actions and their decisions and their inaction, I can't even afford to rent. Because nobody is getting back to anyone. There's so many people who are desperate for housing. Okay, so, uh, it's sorry, uh, into this situation. sorry, Vanessa, you said you can't afford to rent, but you are renting, are you not? I am renting at the moment. Now, when I when I entered this property, uh, it was nine hundred euro a month. Now the housing, I get two grand a month from work. Now the nearest, because I have a baby on the way, the nearest one bed apar- apartment or house is about fifteen sixteen hundred. Okay, so you and I can't move outside just... of Dublin because I don't have the resources and I work. Full so time. what happens, Vanessa, uh, come the fifth of August? To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know. So you and your new baby will have nowhere to go on the 5th of August? No. 
And no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, no landlords are getting back to me. Dublin City Council, uh, I'm about six, seven hundred on the waiting list because I never applied for social housing. I never wanted a handout. I've always worked for what I had. And now I'm in a situation where I don't know what I'm going to do. And I know it's not the uh, it, it's not necessarily the answer, but have you family and friends you can turn to? No. Um, my mum, uh, she was a lone parent. And in her house, she, she has a two-bed house that my nanny and granddad left her. And in that house, in that two-bed house, is my sister, her, and the two kids. There's no space for me and a baby. There's no one else I can turn to. Not everyone has mammies that can afford to put them up until they can afford a, a, a mortgage. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's absolutely brutal for anyone to tell people, well, if I can do it or if my friends can do it, then everyone should be able to do it. And this brings us back to the start of this uh, conversation when, uh, you know, we, we started off with... Uh, this guy, what was his name? Um, Gareth, who contacted us. Yes. He's basically saying, I who live in Kells. conveniently had his mum. Yeah, uh, that's true, actually. And uh, uh, Jeremy, just to go back to the start of this conversation, Vanessa is saying, it's not that easy. She is working and uh, she's... I oh, know, my heart's broken. That's the last thing you need to be worrying about when you have a baby on the way. Um, the last thing you need is stress. Um <laughs> And landlords, no, I don't know your landlord from Adam, but just landlords, they piss me off sometimes. Now, I'm not saying that that's your landlord. I don't blame the landlord. I don't blame the landlord. I blame the fact that we live in a situation, we live in a, a, a country where there's 150,000 empty houses and they're being sat on. But Vanessa, do, do, does your landlord, is your landlord aware that you're in your final trimester at the moment? Yes, he doesn't care. Okay, so he's aware that you're you're uh, due. Um, you you, you've just heard her saying she doesn't blame the landlord, so, and, yeah, and the landlord isn't a charity either. I'm do you not know saying what I mean? the landlord. No. I, I couldn't. I couldn't sleep at night knowing that I'm about to put a pregnant woman out on the street. Yeah, but that's I, you. That's you. That's probably why you're not a landlord. For him, for him, it's he's trying to help family. His and again, I can't verify. I can't say that it's not true. But in his mind, he's trying to help. Uh, a member of his family, and the only way of doing that is getting me out. Vanessa, does a girl... Sorry for cutting across you, Vanessa. Does a girl that's after... I know you're following us on Facebook as well. Does a girl that's after commenting on our uh, post there saying that she might be able to help you to give her her message... um, I'm just trying to, Adrian, will find the comment there. It literally just came in a yeah. couple of seconds ago. But if you look at our uh, oh, Cara, 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 Cara so yeah. she's a regular listener. Cara is her name. And um, if you, well, you know how to message her yourself. So, Cara, yeah. uh, we'll put you in contact with Vanessa because that's, I'm. Well, nobody can do anything until, like, Dublin City Council can't put me up anywhere until the notice runs out. Uh, Focus Ireland can't do anything until I'm out on the street. <sighs> And and you're facing you that and you're facing that five days after your baby is due. Yeah, and that's if baby comes on time. I know. So I, I might be leaving. I might be leaving the hospital with my baby and a tent. I know this is easier said than done. It's easy for me to say here, but try not to. You know, you you have that little baby growing inside you. And the last thing you need is 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 the stress of it. I know, but that's easier said know, than done. If you're facing, it. Yes, she has saying. a she has a yeah. date of when she will be uh, homeless with if, a new baby. If, yes. any, if anybody listening can offer advice or help to Vanessa, please. Uh, it's hard to even admit this, and this is a part of the problem when you're talking about it. That it's it's like I've been working in this job for the last two years, and I've tried to save and I've tried to do everything that I've. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do and still I'm in a situation now in the last trimester where the rug has been pulled out from under my feet because my landlord has decided nope Mm. and there's no protection there is no protection Again I don't know how he or she can sleep at night knowing that they're there and I know you don't blame them but I blame them I'm blaming them I don't know how they can they can cut the, the, the lease knowing, could, like, all you would have to, like, what's the emergency? All you would have to say is... Again, I, I'm not standing up, I'm not defending the landlord. Well, you but are, but you the are. landlord isn't a charity. I didn't That's say... Defa- and, and even Vanessa are, isn't blaming I'm not the, saying the landlord. Put, but he but should. I've always paid my rent, I've yeah. always paid my rent, I've always been on time, I've always been a decent tenant, and just the hostility that I've received from this landlord, uh, to the extent, yesterday I think it was, so yes, Saturday, I was screaming that in the middle of the street because he wants me out before 
I'm I'm actually legally supposed to leave. So, you know, he's going more hostile. And there's That's still horrendous. no response from any landlord at all. They're putting so much up on that, but there's so many people that are desperate for housing. Yes, uh, they're all going for the same properties. That's the problem. Vanessa, we're, we're going to... Keep- uh, I know you're, we talk to you uh, regularly, but I'm, I'm heartbroken yeah. to hear your, your story. Um, I, I, I remember you telling us a couple of weeks ago that this was going to be happening, but now we're talking about a matter of weeks. So we're going to keep in touch with you. Uh, we're going to follow up on that offer from uh, that lady off uh, Facebook there. And I, I, all I can do is keep my fingers and toes crossed that something works out for you over the, the coming weeks. But as I said, Thanks. we will keep in touch with you, Vanessa. Thanks very much, Steve, for talking I, to us. Sorry, go on. I don't, I, I don't like becoming emotional over it. it well, oh, here, I, I would people, be myself. When people, have never, when people have never faced this level of desperation, they just mm. don't understand. It's horrible. It really is. Vanessa, um, we'll keep in touch with you, and yeah. thanks very much indeed for talking to us. And I want to squeeze in one final uh, voice note from Darren. Uh, I don't know what the obsession is with living in Dublin. It's an absolute kip. Everything about it, the people in it, the scumbags, it's just a kip. I'd rather live in the middle of Galway than living anywhere in Dublin. Yeah, I think a lot of people would uh, uh, agree with that, Darren. Um, no, there are certain parts of where I live is not a kip. I've no antisocial behaviour. Yeah, but only two minutes up the road is a kip. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it is. <laughs> two minutes up the road from where you live is a kip. That place? Yeah. Would you say that to somebody who lives there? Uh, I know somebody who lives there and I wouldn't, <laughs> but... No, the point is, all of those... So, you, so Darren, if you, if you were offered a house on Silchester Road... Where's that? In in Dullary, you know that with all the lovely big houses up on it? I couldn't afford that. Yeah, what I'm saying, all of... Or if you were offered a house on Aylesbury Road in Donnybrook, all of Dublin isn't a kip. There are certain areas where antisocial... I know, but you're never too far from a, a kip. That's the point. I'm miles away from a kid. You are not. You're about two miles. One mile. Yeah. Believe me, if I could, if I could build a wall, Adrian, I'd do a Donald Trump on it. Anyway, that's an interesting conversation, isn't it? It is. Thank you very much indeed, all of you, for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed it, please hit subscribe uh, or follow and click on the little bell icon on Spotify and you'll be notified the next time we upload a new podcast. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Opinions Matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.